Hi everyone, welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real life stories from our guests. We are wildly becoming who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey, Wildly Becoming fam. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am here in the studio with the one and only Jill Glosser. <laughs> and I and am I'm with <laughs> Rachel Bain. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today's episode is sponsored by Southbrook Players Box. Players Box exists to train student performers to consistently engage at their optimal level for maximum enjoyment and development in pursuit of academics, arts, and athletics. Students will learn interactive ways to deal with pressure, all while learning to be comfortable in discomfort. This program is for middle schoolers, high schoolers, and their parents. We invite you to visit southbrookchurch.org for more information on registration, times, and sessions. I am so honored to introduce you to our guest today, Lily. Lily is a teen that is so special to my heart. I have (laughs) sang with her before, baptized her, and she is a teen that's been through a lot with her mental health for her young age, and her parent gave us permission for her to share with us today. Hey, Lily, you're the first teenager to be on our podcast. How cool is that? Lucky me. (laughs) Yes. Jill and I were talking and we thought it would be so special when Lily offered. I think it's really great to hear from a teenager and learn from them and learn about their experiences. So our topic for today, if, if you know, we had to pick one, we'll probably kind of squirrel all over here, but would be mental health awareness and how to really help and love your family when they are dealing with maybe depression or anxiety or, or what it looks like. It can be different for everyone. And we also were talking, Jill and I, about how so many people with mental illness might be asking, where is God in all of this? And why am I like this? And why am I not getting healed? So we just kind of want to explore some of that today and give Lily a voice. You know, the whole point of Wildly Becoming is to give people a voice to share their stories. And so I'm really honored that Lily was so brave and courageous to share. So Thank you so much for being here, Lily. Yes. Thank you, Lily. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your life, your struggles. What kind of things are you dealing with right now? Well, growing up, I've always dealt with OCD, but I didn't know it was OCD till about a year-ish ago. And so growing up, that was always hard because I always had these feelings that I didn't know what it was. Um, And then when I got into, let's say about fourth grade, I started dealing with a lot of depression and really bad anxiety. And it just took over a lot of things. That's why I left school in the sixth grade, because it was just too much. And still I am struggling with the depression, not so much the anxiety, but still the depression and the OCD. Are you homeschooled now? Yeah, I have been for about five years. Yeah. Does it seem easier for you to be homeschooled? Yeah, definitely. Um, It's hard sometimes because you don't have that, you know, that interaction. It's hard to make friends. It's, you know, you don't get out of the house every single day for a whole bunch of hours. But 
I think right now it is better. And I think back then it was a lot better for me. One thing I admire about you is it seems like you have a lot of self-awareness when you feel like, okay, it's time for me to get out of the house. I've been here too much, even though it's hard for you. Like I have recognized that you have days like that and you were like, okay, mom, like, let's get out, let's go. Do you have to really push yourself to do those things with depression and anxiety? Like, is it, is it something that doesn't come easy and you really have to force it? Yeah. Especially when I was younger and I mean, my mom would have to try and bribe me out of the house because I wouldn't leave for days and days. And she was like, I'll buy you clothes. And I still would say no. And right now, honestly, it's just better to get out. And I just want to be out. But yeah, I would stay home for like weeks and weeks. What are some ways that you get out of the house? Like what are places you like to go? What are things you like to do that helps you and you're kind of feeling like that? It could just be simple things like driving around or like going into a store or just like little things like that. Or it could be big things like going to someone's house or going shopping in the mall because that is sometimes big because more people, it's more interactions. Yeah, I think it's really incredible. Like I was saying earlier, though, that self-awareness that you know, okay, I feel like right now I need to get out of the house. And I'm proud of you for having the courage and boldness to like step up and say like, okay, mom, like now is the time. So one of the things that I think is really hard for parents or caregivers or people in relationships with someone that might have depression or anxiety, I've been there before. I even bought a book one time, like how to help my loved one with depression, because I, I didn't really know, like I've been through it now, like situational depression at this point in my life, but at the time I hadn't been. So do you have anything to share with someone that might be listening today? Like, are there trigger words to say or not to say, or ways that maybe people can help and support someone that is struggling with depression and anxiety? Although I know we all manage that differently. I think it's just better to be patient with that person, especially if they're in bed and they're depressed and they don't want to do anything, you know, whether that be going out, showering, brushing their teeth, cleaning, any of that is to be patient and to not, you know, really push them really hard, you know, like kind of make them feel a bit worse about themselves for not doing that. But it's also a good thing to keep an eye on them, you know, just in case and to always like kind of be behind them, be with them no matter what. I mean, they might not want to talk about it, but soon they might. So you think it's helpful for someone that's dealing with their mental health in this way, if people check in on them, and even if that person, the loved one or family member or friend feels like they're being rejected, they're really not, it still means something when they check in on them? Yeah maybe they some people just want to be alone or a lot of people don't want to be alone you know you just always want to be there no matter what so and that is helpful. it is a hard thing to understand especially because it hurts to watch someone you love going through that but they have to also go through it in their own way at their own space uh time for me like checking in you know, with, with Lily, 
there might be a quick anger response, you know, like, what, what do you want? But I have to remember that she might not be in a really good space to even have a conversation right at that moment. You know, so I think it's important for people to remember that if you are checking on somebody that, you know, is suffering from depression or they might not give you a very good response, you know, because, you know, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, They might respond differently, you know, or might not even respond at all. It doesn't mean that they don't want to hear from you or or want to you to be in their life. You still need to continually check on them. I think that is important. You know, I am here for you. I do love you. I do care for you. I mean, wouldn't you say, Lily, like the response sometimes yeah. is like not positive, you know, like, what do you want? And yeah. And it's also something that doesn't change overnight. You know, it could go on for days, weeks, months. So you just have to really be patient with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think empathy goes a really long ways too when you have a loved one that you're super close to that is battling in this capacity, sometimes you can get to a place where you start to grow impatient because you love them and you don't want to see them hurting and you want to see them live life to the fullest. And you know that they're not. And it's, it's so hard to see someone you love hurting, but I think empathy, if you can just try, you know, empathy is trying to understand someone else's situation and how they're feeling And I think empathy can go a really long way. So Lily, what are some ways that you have found that help you cope and manage your anxiety and depression? Like, have you seen a doctor or medicine or counseling or or what are some things that you have found helpful? Yeah, well, at first it was definitely counseling. I think counseling plays a big part in getting help. I think that's where you first should start especially if you're considering, you know, getting help. I went to a couple of counselors, you know, some don't work, some do, just depends. I tried a lot of medication for different things. And a lot of them made me worse, like a lot worse. And then, you know, as when I was about to give up on trying, I found one that completely helped, like completely changed everything. That's incredible. Yeah, and getting out there more helped with my anxiety, Um, getting a job. Like, I want to say completely helped with my anxiety, but it helped a lot. Like, of course, I still have moments, but I can talk to people now. I can hold conversations. I can look people in the eye, you know, things that I could never do before. So I think that helped a lot. And talking to people, talking to people who go through the same thing as me. And to just like be open about it, because I think that helps a lot. You can't get through it if you don't say anything about it. I am super proud of you for saying something about it and trying all the different medicines, because I mean, medication changing can be super hard. It can be frustrating. It can make you feel physically really crummy. And yet you kept persevering to find the right one. I'm really proud of you for also getting a job because when you have anxiety, it's like just thinking about leaving your house could probably make someone anxious with anxiety. And like something that really stood out to me, you said was making eye contact with someone. Something as simple as that is a big thing to someone that is struggling with depression and anxiety. Yeah. And you've really done the work and I'm proud of you for putting in the work, especially at your age. How old are you? 
17. 17. Nice. And this has been a journey yep. for Lily since. Um, With the OCD since four. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And depression since like 11. So it's it's been a long time. Yeah. And it's it's hard to wrap our brains around, you know, like a little child having to struggle like that, you know? And, and what that yeah. did to your childhood. Do you feel like these things have caused you to miss out on things or do you feel like you're living a full rich life? I mean, definitely, especially with school. Like it kind of makes me sad that I didn't get to experience the whole, you know, high school experience. I mean, I did go to homecoming, but that's about it with high school. Um, hanging out with people. I definitely, you know, like got opportunities sometimes, but canceled because I, just I couldn't handle it. So I missed out on a lot of things in life. Yeah. So how do you feel about the future though? Or do I you feel good about it. I mean, I want a full, happy life. I want, you know, the whole college experience. I want a good job. I want to, you know, live somewhere nice. I want all that. And when you're depressed, for me, when I was like really depressed, I couldn't see a future for myself. Like it's something that I didn't care about, something that I didn't want. But now I want that a lot and I'm working hard for it. Where do you think the change was, the switch? I think just a combination of just like a lot of therapy and medication really helped and just getting out more. Mm -hmm. I love Lily that you said you had to work for it because I think one thing about mental health is that you have to do the work and understandably that's really hard to do when you feel miserable, right. especially when you feel like you don't even want to get out of bed. Right. Yeah. Right. So there are days that you probably have to force yourself out of your bed or your room, right? Even though your mind is fighting you. Yeah. I mean, when you're super depressed, you don't, get out of your bed to do anything, you know, like even just like taking care of yourself. You don't do that because you don't care. Right. You don't see your, you know, you don't want to live. So why would you take care of yourself? That type of thing. Mm -hmm. So even a basic so, thing like hygiene, just like brushing your teeth seems nearly impossible on a day like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting up, to even go to the bathroom could be hard. Do you feel like you have roller coaster like days, like one day you're up and the next day you're down, or is it kind of evening out more now with your therapy and medicine? I think right now, I mean, I definitely have some bad days. I mean, that's always to be expected when you have a mental illness. It doesn't completely go away even with like medication and therapy, you always have it. And so it's always going to come back. And on those days, sometimes it's like kind of bad and sometimes it's really bad. And, you know, I just, I push through it as best as I can, you know, sometimes it lasts a day, sometimes it lasts more than a day, but I just push as hard as I can because now I know that it's going to be worth it to just push through it. 
so proud of you for pushing through. It's not easy and you're making that choice and you're doing it and you're doing the work and I'm super proud of you. And I thank God that you have hope again, you know, to hear you say that you have hope for your future and your life. And, and there's so much more value and worth to your life, Lily, than, you know, being trapped in your bedroom. And I'm just so proud of you for fighting for it. How would you like to encourage people that are listening today? Maybe someone's listening that has their own battle with their mental health or depression, anxiety. How would you like to encourage them today? Well, it's, it's different for everyone, you know, and saying that it will, I'm sure they're used to hearing that it will all be okay and that it will get better soon. And I'm sure that they don't feel like that, especially since I certainly didn't. Um, but it's the truth, you know, like it could be hard for years and years and years, but eventually it becomes better and you do have to put in the work to be better. You have, you know, you can't just expect it to one day go away. You know, you have to seek help and talk to people about it and find out what works with you. You know, not everyone does medication and some people are okay with that. They could just go to therapy for a while and be, you know, learn to feel okay again. That's incredible, Lily. Really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't thank you enough for being brave enough to share and being vulnerable. And you're absolutely right doing the work and you're doing the work and I'm proud of you because you, you have a choice to make. You don't have to do the work. Right. Yeah. But you're choosing to do it. And that I think is super empowering for your own life is that you are taking your power back and saying, this isn't how my story is going to end that I'm going to make these choices. I'm going to get out and get a job. And then finding that and then realizing once you're out there working like oh my gosh this is helping me be better I can make eye contact with people now so that's huge and I hope that our listeners today can take I know I don't hope I know I know that our listeners today can take bits and pieces from you sharing and apply that to their own lives because I think that I don't even remember what the number is the statistics for depression but it's way 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 up there and anxiety Mm -hmm. almost every person it seems like you know but again struggles to a varying degree and like you said not everyone is the same lily thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your heart and your story thank you lily of course any last thoughts before we go Mm, nope all right well thank you so much you are encouraging and inspiring and I want you to keep fighting. Keep fighting and doing the work. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Jill, Bye. for being the <laughs> Blink Queen. <laughs> Thank you, friends, for listening today. And we'll catch you next time. As always, stay, stay wild. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Rachel Bain Ministries. Send me a message or leave a comment and I'd love to get back to you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Rise FM Podcast Network.